Business Tech Weekly Podcast, episode number 105. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Yeah. <laughs> I it's, forget every week that we do different music. We talking technology, In business. Business. We do it weekly, man. <laughs> Get your weekly business on. <laughs> Cliff Ravenscraft here. And I'm Andy Traub. And we like switching up the music. We do. We do. We get bored with ourselves, and so we do crazy things like changing music. There you go. Every single week you get a new That's song. That's right. Like and since you're the podcast answer man, apparently that is permissible in the bylaws of podcasting. Actually, it, switch up. it is absolutely forbidden. And therefore, <laughs> that's exactly why I do Leave it. Leave it on the edge. You know, nice. I, one of the things I just recorded episode, episode number 511. Nice. Of Pursuing a Balanced Life. It'll be released later today. Proof. Proof that the balanced life is always a pursuit. Because you're on episode 511. <laughs> exactly. Still haven't achieved that yet. But uh, seriously, I I totally almost was, th- thought I probably shouldn't release episode 511. Because it's all about how the it, it's almost as though I'm afraid somebody's going to sit there. It's like, look at Cliff. He thinks the rules don't apply to him. And by golly, you know what? I'm like, heck, I'm publishing. Because I said it and and I meant it. But I and, and and I didn't say that the rules don't apply to me. What I said is that get it, following the rules isn't going to get me where I want to go. Hmm. So put so, that on a pillow, baby. You like that? That's a motivational like that? poster waiting to happen. There you go. Breaking the rules. Breaking the rules. Loving it, man. Life on the edge. Fun stuff. We're gonna actually talk about uh, one of my heroes that lives on the edge. Are uh, we? But that is point number. Seven. So My we'll friends, see if we get to it. We are outlined. We, <laughs> in fact, it, it, it Bro, is. We are so outlined. It is ridiculous. We are so connected as far as understanding exactly how this show is going to start off. In fact, that sounded we're, so like feminine. Like we're so connected. We're so connected. Uh, we have really at least. We're going right to spend now, at though. least thirty seconds talking about how Cliff was right. <laughs> I'm okay with that because yeah. it was five minutes and now it's down at 30 seconds. So here's and what happened. You, wait, wait, wait. Did you notice I spun it? I didn't do Andy was wrong. I, 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 Aww, you like how we are connected. It's, this it's, is it's really a very positive. It's about Cliff being I don't right. have any tissues in my office. I'm going to have to. I, I've got tissues right here. Like, oh, you do? Yeah, okay, right here. There you go. Do that lame. Was that lame when we used to do the video next yes. to the video? Do that lame <laughs> hand the guy the pen. Exactly. We can never do it right. So you'd hand it out <laughs> one side and come out. Anyway. Anyway. So, Anyways, so, so what's I'll going on? I'll, I'll take it, Cliff. I'll take this. I was wrong because um, I read this book, Hunger Games, and somehow because it's our show, we ended up like this, like made Business Tech Weekly. So, you know, <laughs> how, how ha- the Hunger Games made? Oh, I know what it was. Sometimes you just need to relax, to, to relax, and take your mind yeah. off of things. And honestly, that's a that's a great lead-in, um, which is not on the notes. But I have had a pretty pressure-filled five or six days just waiting on a big opportunity to either come through or move on, which is fine either way. But I was like, I need to, Oh, and I just kind of fight with my wife. And so I was like, I need, <laughs> Oh, just by the way, <laughs> yeah, that was the thing that put me over the edge. So like no one fights with their wives. Hello. No. Um, and I'm sure it was my fault. So anyway, so I was like, I, I want to read something as to avoid conversation with my spouse. <laughs> and, and I was like, but I don't want to read some business book. I don't want to think about my business. I'm under too much stress. I was like, oh, there's always that Hunger Games thing and Cliff's doing a show on it. And and the first one wasn't like horrible. I just, I predicted the first one. That's why I didn't want to read the second one. I was like, I kind of, they're, they're predictable, whatever. Well, then Kindle came out with this. You can borrow a book every month for free. Um, not all books, but I noticed for some reason I was looking around and I noticed that the second, all the Hunger Games are free if you want to borrow them. Um, and one at a time, obviously once a month. And so I borrowed the second one, whatever it's called. And I read it in two days and it was awesome. It was really, really, it was exactly what I needed. And it was, you know, like it was, I would say like if I was to rate the book versus the first one, Mm -hmm. I would say it was about half as good as the first one, but it was still really good. Yeah. So I really liked it and I'm really interested to see where it goes, but I'm going to wait a month until I can get another free one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah 
So well, that's we'll awesome. See. I'm gl- I'm glad to hear that. And you saw the movie preview, I assume. I have. I have movie previews looking pretty decent. Yeah. So uh, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. You know, it, it like I said, it's, this isn't like major motion picture. Like, all, like it's not the going to be the best thing, but it's fun. It, it's it's uh, it, it's something that's widely popular and it gives you something to have conversations with with people that normally you wouldn't have anything to talk about. But if you, if you say, have you ever read The Hunger Games? And if you haven't, it's a fun thing to tell them about. And if yeah. and, and chances are they have and you just have some amazing conversation. Yeah. There so anyway, there I was wrong because I think the point where I was wrong, let me clarify for all the listeners and for you, is I said, I'll never read the rest of them. Mm-hmm. I remember. <laughs> like, uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. exactly what you said, Trob. All right, moving on. <laughs> listener feedback. All right. No, seriously, we are going to move on to some listener feedback. And, uh, you know, just a few minutes ago, I sc- called your Skype and you answered and you answered on a phone. I'm like, dude, I called you on Skype. You sound like you're on a telephone. And you're like. Uh, well, I am. Well, Jim Beagley's heard you talk about this before, and this is the call that he uh, sent in to us. Hello, Cliff and Andy. It's Jim Beagley here in central Pennsylvania, and I have a question for Business Tech Weekly. Andy, you have frequently uh, talked about how you use Skype and Google Voice in combination to make free phone calls. And I was wondering if you could elaborate on that a little bit and how your number comes up, even if you're using your cell phone, and how it comes up as your Google voice number and whatnot so hope you guys are going doing well and we'll talk to you soon all right andy spill the beans my friend well first um thank you for calling and feedback i think he called in a long time ago so i hope he hasn't been sitting by his phone waiting to use it (laughs) for like a month that would be frustrating um first to clarify i don't use free phone calls i have unlimited phone calls and it's because i have a 12 month subscription to skype which costs me something like 50 bucks a year Okay. Um, and then I bought a phone number from Skype. Um, so one is a service and you also have to buy a number. And the number is like you're buying a phone number. You know, mine's 605. It's married code. So you're buying a number. And with that number, then people can call you. And they, when they call you, your Skype will ring. Um, your, your, your Skype, you know, web interface will ring. So mine is sort of this, um, it's not like a waffle. It's more like a spaghetti where they're all kind of connected in eight different ways. But for, I'll just do some scenarios. Jim, I give everyone my Google voice number. And that Google voice number forwards to my Skype number. And that Skype number can ring on a telephone because I have a Skype adapter I bought, which my phone plugs in the Skype adapter, which plugs into an Ethernet. So I have a normal phone where you call my Skype number, you call my Google voice, and it rings. Like, I don't even know what my Skype phone number is. Okay. Um, but you call my Google voice and it rings my Skype number on a phone in my office. The other thing is if you call that Skype number, it will ring, as I said already, the web interface. If you call the Google voice number, it it rings the web interface. Okay. Um, I can also use my Skype interface on the web to call other landlines. And there's a tweak in the Skype settings where you can say, um, call using another number, like show up, show, show a different number. Show a different caller ID. Yes. Thank you. So that, I, that is my Google Voice number. So no one knows my Skype number. I don't know it. I'd have to go look it up because everything either comes in through Google Voice or goes out as Google Voice. Um, so that's how I have that set up. So I have a paid Skype premium subscription, a paid... Um, uh, and I think if you buy the subscription, you get 50% off the phone number or vice versa. But it ends up costing me probably 8 bucks a month for unlimited you know, communications via Skype. Um, and if you have an iDevice, uh, phone, um, you can, you know, people can call you on Skype and you can sort of use it like a telephone that way. But I think that's only over Wi-Fi. Um, so that's my setup. I don't know if that answers all of his questions or not, but I bought Skype premium. I bought a phone. I bought the little Skype adapter thing that was like 60 bucks. Uh, I got it on a Groupon, so it was only 30, but, um, that's sort of my, my goofy setup. Um, and the, the thing I like, I think the most about it is it works with Google voice, all of it. So it really, it's more about Google voice doing all these things in Skype. Cause I don't love Skype that much. Uh, and the other is if I ever pick up and move my office or whatever, um, I don't have to worry about uninstalling lines and things like that. Like I just take my Skype adapter with me and I'm good to go. So it's not a lot different than like Vonage or Uma, you know, where you've got those, uh, adapters that you can kind of plug into your ethernet or whatever. So that's how I, that's how I have my setup. Or you can just get a phone line. 
<laughs> or you could just get a phone line. There you Too go. Too funny. All right. So there you hey, go. Jim, you got my contact information. So if you need more info, hit me up and we'll talk. There you go. AndyTrob.com. But I'm not making a tutorial or anything on it because that's like impossible. It would be like never ending. Dude, nothing's impossible. It could be like a, you could have a monthly subscription. This is the, this is the next <laughs> Step thing you could one. Do. <laughs> this would be a 48 month subscription. Step one. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, let's move on to Sean Roberts. Now, I believe he called this into another show, but I figured it fits best here in, in Business Tech Weekly, I believe. So, Sean, take it away. Cliff, this is Sean Roberts, and this message is for Pursuing a Balanced Life. It relates to episode 410. I wanted to give my thoughts on Inbox Zero and how I think Inbox Zero is overrated. And what I think is underrated is is not clearing out Inbox and getting to zero, but figuring out what the important emails are in your email inbox and getting a timely response to those emails. I don't think getting to inbox zero just in itself is much of an achievement at all. There's plenty of ways to do that. And I think you hit on that a little bit in episode 410 where you had an email from what you described was a top client um, and it took, what, five days to respond to the person for, for them to get acknowledged. And I couldn't tell how big a problem they had, whether it was a, a serious problem with their business or whether that was a minor annoyance. But I know that if I had a major client email me, they would expect a response in a fairly short period of time, even if it was to tell them that I could not fix their problem right away, but I would be able to fix it at a certain period of time. So I think the key is finding a way to get to the emails that are really important, get those responded to, and keep that process going. If you happen to get to inbox zero at some point, I guess that's good. I just don't think in itself getting to inbox zero means much if you haven't addressed the key emails and things in there that have to be addressed. Anyway, those are just my thoughts. I'd be interested to hear your um, comments on those. And my, my website, with at the time that I recorded this message, or the time that you read it, will be um, a new website, Steve Jobs Videos. Anyway, people can check it out at stevejobsvideos.org. Thanks. Bye. All right, Sean, thank you so much. And by the way, I checked out uh, Steve Jobs videos and he's got quite the collection over there. Yeah. Very cool well, stuff. Yeah. Uh, by don't, the, go to, don't go to stevejobsvideos.com. Oh, got really? A dirty, got a dirty GoDaddy girl on there. Oh, so. no. Anyway, Steve Jobs, stevejobsvideos.org. Um, anyway, uh, to answer my thoughts on that, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, for, for me, my inbox is pretty darn efficient. And by that, I mean that the stuff that doesn't need to get responded to pretty much is filtered out. Uh, it, either it's in a separate inbox that I don't consider an inbox. Like I have a social media inbox. I use multiple inboxes in my Gmail. And so uh, all the social media notifications and stuff like that, the comments, all the stuff that's not urgent, it, it, it doesn't hit my quote unquote inbox at all. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that actually does make it into my inbox um, is important. It, 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 it is something that, um, you know, honestly, a majority of the stuff that comes into that inbox are they're, they're, they're important stuff. Equally as important as this major client. And, um, you know, the, the thing is, is that, uh, you know, this major client, if it was a urgent matter that absolutely needed attention within those five days, um, this client knew my phone number. He would have certainly called me and said, dude, I, I really need help. Now, the thing is, is the the communication of the email, once I read it, says I really, I, I would really like to have this done before my call, my my conference call tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is ha- I, I, rem- I looked at the date that that came in. There, there, that was not going to be a possibility anyway. And it wasn't, it, you know, it's communicated urgently because there is a deadline but to be honest with you, it it wasn't. I mean, if he, even though he says I would like to get this done, the chances of him, you know, expecting me to drop everything because he had written it the night before, that it's like, <laughs> oh, you're going to be available for me tomorrow at this time and this afternoon. And it's like, so it, you know, the thing is, is I understand what you're saying, and that's why I do believe, you know, having inbox zero from time to time is something that's valuable. It is important. Um, for me, when I say inbox zero, I'm talking about the important stuff. Um, they're, they're all pretty important emails. 
I've gotten to the point where I'm okay with not hitting inbox zero, especially when I know that I'm not going to be hitting inbox zero. You know, I throw you, you email me right now, this very second, and you're going to get a re- auto responder. It says it's going to, I'm currently about one to two business days behind on responding to messages. If you just sent me an email at, at the time that your message was just sent, I'm about one to two days behind. Well, so, and I, I, let me correct you because I don't think you're behind. That's right. your schedule. Like, right. Like if I if I go order a pizza, they don't say, "Well, we're forty five minutes behind." That's it's just going to be forty five minutes. Yeah, it's yeah, right. It's because gonna, that's your schedule. You're right. right. Good. And I think one of the things that and and I don't disagree. I think it's it's not better. It's a different thing. And I don't say that. I, I think most things are just better or worse, not just different. But I think this is one of those things where inbox zero is people handle their email differently. And I would say it's a good example of this is not. It's whatever's better for him. Right. right. It's not that there is a way to do it. The bottom line is get your stuff done, right? Be productive with the gifts that God's given you and the tools that you have at your disposal. I think where people suffer is if they go and they try to get stuff done to get to inbox zero and they don't do it well, well, you miss the point, right? That's not, it's not like I've got all these bills to pay. How can I handle my bills? Well, if I shred them all, then I'll be done with my bills. No, you won't. <laughs> you have to pay your bills, right? Right. And so that's, I think that's where people mismanage it. But I would also say that there's an element here of control that people need to recognize. Um, I just saw an article come across um, and I'm not, I won't link to it. It's not a big deal. But the idea is simply this, that there's a company uh, in Europe and a major, major company and they found that 10% of their email communications were purposeful, uh, necessary, 10%. And 18% of them were spam. Uh, and the rest were just m- sort of meaningless, unimportant, you know, c- could have could have done without. They literally have banned email, I think, for 30 or 60 days. And they're going to use instant messaging and more chat, you know, Facebook kind of, you know, networking, not Facebook, but their own private network. And here's why. Because they have found it to be a not, uh, not a good mode of communication or method. Right. I, I think the, the problem with email and there are many, but one of them, Cliff, and I think you have figured this out, how to do it, is a lot of people believe that their lack of planning constitutes an emergency for you. Right. Right. And, and, and I'm not saying this specifically for, for, for Sean or for anyone, but I, I know that there's people that will email you or me or someone and say, you know, this is very important. And it's like, well, you know, it's your emergency, but it's not my emergency. Right. And I'm not saying be insensitive to your clients and things like that, but I think there is a real danger when you're at the disposal of your clients' yes. emergencies. Yes. That, and so say to that, me, it's about control. Say that's that statement all. one more time because that's the real important key thing, I think. There's uh, a real danger. I think there's a real danger at being at the disposal of your clients or at the mercy of your clients' emergencies. And, and I, I, I feel like Rob Orr is the one I go through my hosting for my hosting. Okay. Friend, listener, great guy. Okay. Um, and I've had an issue where I've like, I had a, I had a hosting emergency. Something was goofy. Well, it wasn't ended up not being a big deal. It was back online in 60 seconds or whatever. But who did I call? I had to call him, you know, and that's where my emergency becomes his emergency. Right. And that's just the way that it's set up. And he's okay with that, you know, but you can't say, um, like you, you can say, I'm sorry, I didn't get to that because I have my systems in place. But when you set the expectation that every time someone emails you, you're going to get back to them in 10 minutes, then suddenly that's your window. Or It's like the- if Domino's comes 40, four, four days after you call for pizza, you say, well, you're a little late right? because their expectation is 30 minutes or less. And, you know what I mean? And the other thing is, 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 you know, while this is one of what I would consider probably my, I would actually say this, this client that I talked about, this would be in my mind, my most important client yeah. in my entire business and in, in all the time I've had my business in my mind, this is my single most important client. But here's the thing with this client and with all of my clients, I have never set the expectation that I am available to you at any moment of the day. Um, I, I'm, you know, matter of fact, I actually had one client for two years who had me on retainer. 
two years. And I finally, I, that, that was one thing that to be honest with you, that the retainer was set up in such a way that if this person needed me, you know, he could, he could call a meeting or a, a phone call. And, and the expectation was almost there that, yeah, yeah I'm going to be available to you. I'll make it happen. And, and I ended that contract because I found that that's not how I wanted to be available to my clients. It, it was, it was keeping me from doing some other important things. So, so one of the things is, is I knew ahead of time that it doesn't matter who, what's in my email. See, those, for, the fact is, is I was five days behind on everything in email. And it's mainly because I had made a commitment to a group of people who took podcasting A to Z that you post a question and I guarantee you, I will respond to it within 12 days. And that is not in my email inbox. That was in a separate box that I get mm-hmm. these notifications. And by golly, I was answering those questions and I was working on more important things than emails. And whether they be urgent or whatever, the case was I knew that there's nobody that would email me that no matter what they had, if, if they relied only on email to, to reach me, there's nothing in there that couldn't wait five days doesn't matter mm-hmm. who it is. And the mm-hmm. thing is, is that's even if it's my number one client that, I, that is the most important client I've ever had. And I wrote this email. I, this is what I wrote to him. I wrote, I'm sorry for taking five days to respond to your email. I'd like to give credit to Dave Ramsey as I've been reading Entre- or actually in bold print before this, I said, why it's taken so long. Read this section only if interested. Otherwise, skip to the next section. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I just, I just, it's like, listen, I respect your time. And so if you don't want to hear the excuse, then blah. But if right. you want to hear the excuse, I say, I give credit to Dave Ramsey. I've been reading Entree Leadership in chapter three. He discussed time management. I must admit that I've been hard at work at taking a deep look at the tasks that I do and then categorize them into the four quadrants. And I explained what they were. And I've been spending about 15 minutes each day trying to organize my day's to-do list up uh, upon these, uh, let's see, based upon these categories, trying to fit in as many Q1 and Q tasks as possible and then prioritize my list on how Dave shared in the rest of his chapter. Having well over 100 emails that had built up from my West Coast trip, manage email has hovered around an A5 to A7 task. Previously, I'd I'd try to catch up on the ever-elusive email inbox zero um, and would have responded to your email within a few short hours. There is a part of me that is excited that I am just now getting to this email today as, as the tasks that I've worked on in the past five days have been epic on the scale of importance, especially the ones that were important but not urgent. Uh, however, when I have when I come to an email like this, there's a part of me that wonders if there wasn't a way to do this uh, as, so, so uh, where folks would get priority treatment when it comes to responding to an email. I'm working on it. And this is what this person wrote back. He says, thanks for your note here. Hey, I, I understand totally about prioritizing your time as you become more and more successful, that will increase as an absolute necessity. Nice. So he's like, dude, I am good for you respecting your time. Right. Good. Well, and I think, understand this. This is what he knows from experience. Yep. As you have more to do, it's less scalable. Yep. I mean, it's just... You know, I, I don't know what it's like to manage a household with seven kids, but I know how it is to manage a household with three kids. And you don't know what it's like until you have to manage that yourself. Mm-hmm. And so this guy, whoever he is, understands, yeah, that's what happens. You know, that's what, that's what happens. It, yep. it becomes, it's not scalable anymore, you know? Exactly. And, and of course he knows, you know, this client and I are, are close enough to, knows that, to know that he knows all kinds of stuff that's going to, he knew that I was just coming back from the West Coast. He, I mean, he and I talked on the phone. I mean, he knows all kinds of stuff. It's like, you know, the fact is, is I didn't email him back the next day. He didn't email me back two days later and say, dude, did you ever get my email? He, right. he understood. I, I, see, that's the kind of, see, the, that's, the, that's the thing that I love. This is what I knew in my heart. There's not a single person who would email me that couldn't wait five days. I, I just knew it in my heart. I knew there's there's not a single person. All right, so Cliff, here's here's what's out there. Here's what's crazy. If that's true, yep. Then why do we treat emails like they're time bombs? I, I used to, and and the thing is, is okay. Be, then I'll talk about me and the rest of the world. <laughs> I, we still do that. We act like we act like it's someone knocking at the door. Mm-hmm. Don't you agree? Yeah. 
I mean, like, oh my gosh, I'm inconveniencing them because, and, and you can disagree with me all you want, listener, but, and some of you have a better handle on this than I do, but I know that there are emails and I look at them, I'm like, oh, they're just, they're just waiting for me to get back. They're waiting for me. And maybe some of them are, but if so, they can send another one <laughs> and yeah. say, hey, what's up with that? You know? And, and I just, I think what's, what's crazy is that we, we really, we treat them like they're going to expire. Yeah. And, and there's, Yes, in, in the midst of all this conversation, there's, there's professionalism and diligence and honesty and being prompt and, you know, all those things that you, you don't want to lose. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and by the way, being five days behind on an email, that's, that's like, that hardly ever happens for me. Literally, it hardly ever happens. And, and I mean, it was, it, it, was, it, it was what it was. I just got back from the West Coast. I've, I've got this A to Z course. I've, I'm doing a lot of stuff right now. And, right. and, that, and this is the favorite thing that I got out of Dave Ramsey's chapter three was at the end of the day, if all you did was this, this, and this, the question is, did you work on the right things? Mm-hmm. And yes, I did. And if I would have, if I would have lost this or if I wouldn't have got this sale, if I wouldn't have been, if, you know what? The question is, is at the end of the day, those past few days when, when I chose to do those other things instead of this, did I work on the right thing? Absolutely. I'm completely convinced I worked on the right thing. Nice. And that and I and I'm confident of that. And if and if all of a sudden you you go through and you're working on this process and you let this thing go for five days and then all of a sudden something blows up and it's like and you look back and it's like, okay, now in hindsight, did I work on the wrong right thing? And you say, No, this is definitely gonna do some pretty significant damage to my business. It's like, whoa, okay, well let's learn from this. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do differently? Mm-hmm. And what I learned is that, okay. Well, one thing that would be really good right now is for me to go ahead and throw an autoresponder so that anybody who emails me from this point forward gets a note <laughs> that says, hey, one to two days, I'll be I'll be with you. Sure. You know, and so, you know, because I had turned that thing off. I was I was pretty good at keeping up on that inbox zero. And then all of a sudden I just I did let those sit there without some notifications for a while. But hey, it's email, right? So yeah. anyway. Ah, Steve, Steve Howard in a chat room says, he says, I have the same problem with, um, with, uh, instant messages and, uh, um, oh, instant messages are worse though, because yeah. they're called instant messages. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, you know, and that's why like, oh my gosh, there's people I know that leave their Facebook instant messaging like turned on. Yeah. Like I don't, cause then, I mean, that is, that is the equivalent of walking into a coffee shop and you see your friend and then they see you and they say hi. And you turn around and walk out. <laughs> I know. I know. It's <laughs> um, a digital equivalent of that because they know you were there. It I, wasn't like, oh, someone else accidentally logged into my account. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other day, um, uh, somebody on, I, I guess Google had just added this, you know, chat with people in your circles kind of deal. Okay. And it was turned on, I think, by default, or I might have clicked something that says, click here, check this out. And all of a sudden, boom, immediately I'm on online to hundreds of people. And I <laughs> It's like, it's like, oh, Cliff, I've been meaning to contact you. And, mm. and I immediately turned it off and, and walked away. And it's like, you know, I, I saw that. And did I respond to it right then? I have to tell you, no, I didn't. I didn't respond to that instant message. I didn't mean, I didn't intend for it to be turned on. And, and I didn't have time to have the conversation. And as far as I'm concerned, I, that I didn't have time for that. And it was a, it was a complete mistake. And so I, I turned it off and I figured if that person's really been meaning to contact me, they know how to contact me. And, and for me, I'm not an instant message person. I, I do not turn on inst- I don't have uh, Google talk turned on in my email inbox. I, right. I turned it off in my Google plus Facebook. It's turned off. And by golly, um, when I'm signed into Skype, you'll never know it because I'm invisible. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, like right now, right. Do, do you see the, does, what Skype tell you my status is offline, um, right? It says aloof. Aloof. No, it, says, <laughs> it says I'm offline because I, I signed in as invisible. Yeah. You know, as far as you're concerned, I'm not online right now because I don't do instant messaging. Right. Well, and I think here's, here's the thing. It's a mess. I love instant messaging for some settings. Like, mm-hmm. and you know what setting is? when I have a need and it's instant. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, uh, or when I want to chat with someone or whatever that might be. Right. But the, the point is, and again, the frustrating thing is that, that there's, there's, if you haven't done this in the past, you've got to change not only your behavior, but the habits of other people. 
right? That maybe we're used to getting a hold of you in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question is, how can you run your business best? Uh, how can you run your life best? Right. And I don't think that's by leaving Facebook open and chat open and so on and so forth. Right. I, I still leave actually Google chat. No, I actually turn it off now, but you know, you can control who's in your list and things like that. There's some people I really like to just pop in and say, Hey to, um, you know, on, using chat, you know, that, that, that's, that's how we communicate. Um, that's my preferred mode with them. Right. Um, and that's fine. Yep. That's great. That's great. But it doesn't have to be everybody and their mother, you know, yeah. that that's not, if you're productive and you can do it that way, then you must work in the interruption business, you yeah. know? I love Bob Jordan in the chat room says, I think it depends on what you're selling. If you're selling time sensitive information, then I think you have an obligation to provide better support. And I would agree with that. If, if your information that you're selling is time sensitive. And one of the things I will tell you is that, you know, over the last couple over this past weekend, I did my uh, Black Friday through uh, Cyber Monday sale and yep. had lots of people who bought things. And I know that some people experience things with uh, passwords and by golly, I, I'm telling you, I am, I, I have the most efficient email inbox in the world. And buddy, if you, if you email me and there's any keyword whatsoever that might even halfway indicate, uh, and, and this thing's to a fault, but still it works. If you email me and say, I just purchased or I just bought or password mm-hmm. or issue or, or scumbag, I yeah. that's another keyword. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you cheat. There's, you know, like there's some keywords and, and, and by golly, it does go in my inbox, but it goes into another inbox as well and it says, uh-uh, this can't wait. And and I, I get it immediately. And the other day I was I was at lunch and it says, hey, by the way, um, yeah, the, the keyword refund. I want a refund. Uh, right. That's funny, Bob. But no, seriously, I was I was on my way to lunch and I got an email and, and my, my phone went, you know, had a special tone. It's like, uh-oh, uh, what's going on? And, and sure enough, it was somebody says, hey, I just purchased this, 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 and this. And um, the first one worked great, but I can't get into the second one. And I'm so thankful that Text Expander on the iPhone now, mm-hmm. now syncs with your Text Expander in Dropbox. Did you know that? No. Uh-huh. I just found out myself. So I was actually able to uh, go into Text Expander and hit Compose. And then I was able to type in P-P-A-S-S-W-O-R-D, which is P-Password. And that gives me like five line or uh, like five pair or sentences of text nice. and and instructions. And I went in and hit okay, select all, copy. And then I went to my email and I hit reply. And then I said, I am you know, hey, I'm out to lunch. I'm responding with the, you know uh, from my iPhone. And then I hit paste. And boom, it pastes in this thing that I spent a whole lot of, lot of time on on wording perfectly. And then I hit send. And you know what? I went on with my day. That email was answered within six minutes of me receiving it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's what, just like with, you know, I was in the hospital, gosh, maybe two months ago, three months ago now, I had some chest pain. I probably mentioned on the show and everything's fine as far as I could tell because I couldn't find anything and it hasn't happened again. But I'm sitting there and, and I hear this, you know, on the, the uh, speaker system, whatever, it says, you know, like level four trauma, all level four trauma team. It's like, uh, all hands on deck. That's what that was. All you right. know, there's levels. And I think where where we really get in trouble is when we treat everything at the same level. Yeah. And that's why those filters are really important. Yeah. And so, and so what I what I think people hear is that they hear me say, you know what? I, I, my e- I didn't answer any emails in my inbox for five days. That's not to say that I didn't respond to any emails. It's just that, you know, the, the important stuff got handled. Every single podcasting A to Z client or student that I had, every single one of their questions, every single question was answered within 12 hours. Guaranteed. It was done. I I mean, and I didn't guarantee that to them. I just guaranteed it to myself. Most of them answered within, you know, two to four hours. And some of them answered within, you know, 10 minutes going back and forth with each other. Right. So, so I mean, I have ways, that, but that stuff, the most important stuff, the ones where I quote unquote feel like there's a commitment to me to, to be instantly available, those... I have a method for those to immediately get pushed right to me where right. everything else just sits in the inbox. And, well, and I th- that, that's also telling people that um, you paid for this amount of access. I mean, there's, yep. that's, that's the other thing you can treat this different. You can treat different customers differently. And I think that's okay to do, you know? So anyway. Yeah. And, and you know, my, my, um, my, whatchamacallit, my autoresponder, 
It says one to three business days, but listen to this. It says here, uh, this is an automated response is the best way to inform you that your email message has been received. I'm currently approximately one to two days behind on responding to emails that have come in at the time you sent your message. If you are a podcasting A to Z student and active consulting client, someone I've worked with within the past 30 days, or if you have recently purchased a digital training product and have a question about your purchase, you can expect that I will respond to your message within the next 24 hours. Nice. So, I mean, it's, it's about communications, it's about expectations, and it's about, my beyond anything else, provide some margin for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and also start to delegate. And, and that's the thing. I'm getting back, you know, that's the one one of my goals for 2012 is to build a team of five. I, have I told you about that yet? I don't think I've told you about that yet. That's an episode waiting to speak. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. How's that? Sweet. All right. <laughs> do, do we, well, all of that. From, now, what's what's the next thing on our Where list? Way to go, Sean. Thanks <laughs> for the hot topic. All right. So one last thing, Steve Jobs documentary. Uh, if you go to gspn.tv forward slash one last thing, that will take you to the Amazon place where if you're a Prime member, you can watch it for free. It's an hour long documentary on Steve Jobs and um, I really enjoyed watching it. It was done. Nice. Was I can done. totally watch this for free. Yeah. On my Roku. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And it's good. It, it, it's, it was an enjoyable read. And I'm actually only about 35% of the way through the biography. But... um. Yeah, so I, this is position this for me. One, I mean, is is this a standalone documentary or was it connection connected it, to the no, book it's a, or not? It's a standalone documentary. It's a standalone documentary. But there's there's also one, you know, this I think there's this one um, phrase that they played a couple times from Steve Jobs, and it talks about you know what you know things in your life will really change when you look around and see the you look at everything in the world around you. And, and everything is different once you realize that everything that's ever been created was all created by other people. It was all made up by somebody and, mm-hmm. and, and usually from people who are new smarter than you are. Mm. And, and it's like, and, and you, once you understand that, the world's a whole different place. Uh, something to that nature. Just a couple different things like that. Obviously, and, and there are things that, that confirm some of the things that you see in the book. It's like, you know what, there's, a, there's parts of this man's life that you would not want to emulate. Oh sure, I mean he was he was not he was not a saint. He was not perfect. He was not, um, you know, he was not he was not a lot of things. And all of us are not a lot of things. You know, as far as I know, I wasn't a Christian. And there's people that would take issue with glorifying yada yada. I mean, I got to bring this up. This is funny. Um, I don't know if you if you poked around the SteveJobsVideos.org, but I just just you pointed out today he's got a post from December first and. It's that the the hate monger people from the Westboro Baptist Church, whatever that is, you know, the people that picket military funerals. Oh, okay, yeah, they're just they're deplorable, despicable. Only God can love them because I got no love for them. And th- here's this crazy ironic. If you can go there now, um, ironic thing is they put out a tweet, and this is at Margie J Phelps, and it says um, Westboro will picket his funeral. They're saying we're going to picket his funeral. She had a huge platform and gave God no glory and taught sin. Um, and she tweeted it from an iPhone. <laughs> and she tweeted from an iPhone. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, a little, little irony there or hypocrisy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I think that uh, I think that I'll check that out. Um, it's certainly not one that my wife will want to watch with me. So No, no, no absolutely not. But it, it's something... <laughs> You know, for, for me, one of the things that I'm loving is is just reading other people's stories, whether they be business people or not. I love reading other people's stories and just hearing how they dealt with issues in their life. Um, I'm, I'm reading a book, uh, The Memoirs of uh, Brennan Manning, and, hmm. uh, you know, just, just hearing other people's story. There's so much power in it. And uh, just hearing what they think and, and what they've achieved and the things that they've done and things that they're not proud of and, and just learning from all kinds of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'll tell you, what, I'm just eating up books left and right. Is that, is that newer? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's called all is grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard him speak. I got to meet him here in Sioux Falls. He is an fascinating man. I think, I think you'd be shocked if you heard what this book's about. I'll have to check it out. It, I'll, I'll, it, I'll it, let it sit there. I, yeah. All right. That, 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 that's good. I'll let, I'll let it sit there as well. That's I think, I think you, I think you will be, very shocked to read the, his his final book. 
I, I think I'm you will. Looking forward to it. You will. You'll be shocked to no end. Well, well, is that true? If I give you this sentence, which what? is that that Brennan Manning, um, and it's by the way, it's B R E N N A N, Brennan Manning, um, that I think that Brennan Manning understands grace and teaches very well about it. Uh huh. Because he's had to experience so much in his own life. Okay. And not in like a nice Christian way. I mean, like if there is no grace, then Manning's in hell because he has done some jacked up stuff. Yeah. That that's then, then you probably are on the right track. I I don't know all of the details, but I just know that a lot of people think he teaches about grace because he needs it because he's done so much jacked up stuff and fallen off the wagon so many times. And yeah, what you'll be surprised is how few times he was on the wagon. Yeah. That, that's the, that's that's the shocking thing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's right. it's an, it, it's gonna be an amazing ring i'm i'm on chapter six only so far but i i've i already know i already know some of the stories and and stuff like yeah. that because i heard of an i heard an interview and that's why i'm like dude i gotta get oh, this nice. book where do you hear the interview at uh steve brown etc or steve brown etc uh so if you go to steve brown etc and uh, let's see here. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. That's a that's another book I'm reading next. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see here with Sky, No Man's Land, <clears throat> Beautiful Outlaw. I think it was before Beautiful Outlaw. Okay. And I don't see. Unre- I'll tell you what. If you subscribe to the show, I think you get more than what this website shows. Okay. So subscribe to a show and then look for one that that has the co-author of that show they did it oh, you know i did a search right above on the left side underneath his microphone for meaning all his grace right away from memoir yeah so, yeah all his yeah. grace anyway well, this, and i know this, this is business tech weekly but if 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 you love jesus you would be well served by reading some brennan meaning uh he is an incredible author well, and, the, so. and the, the thing is is what i'm finding is that my business benefits when i read any any book and you know when I, it's just reading I'm finding something about the fact that it's just causing my mind. It, it, it's starting to make you use brain cells and rubbing things together and connecting things. I, even even reading The Hunger Games, I, I believe that it connects things. It causes you to just think creatively about different things in different ways. You never know how all this stuff really helps. And, and I really believe it does. I, I think we should all be yeah. reading more. Yeah, Dan um, Miller talks about that. He says, if you can get one idea, you know, just one idea from a book, then yeah. it's worth it. You know, absolutely. Certainly, I'm certainly going to get a ten dollar idea from somewhere. You know, yep. So, hey, um, uh, what what go you ahead. got next? You got you you said you, so. I told you about the Steve Jobs interview or the documentary thing. Yeah, S- Seth Godin. Tell me about this. Well, you know, for those who who have met me for four minutes, know that I I love Jesus and Seth Godin, <laughs> um, in that order. Um, and and so I've heard and I listen to almost every interview he does, and so many of them are just the same i mean you know he tries to mix it up at the end of asking the same question it's about the same stuff and um so i got to hear him um do an interview on boingboing.net b-o-i-n-g b-o-i-n-g.net uh and it's from uh they call it geek um and that's the name of this, this podcast or show and it's episode 28 uh it's called we are all weird I, i'm sorry episode 27 um but it says we are all weird and it's from monday november 21st and I'm just going to say this about it. Um, Seth apparently is good friends with this guy that does the interview because he was much more relaxed and personable and uh, not that he's like all uptight, but he just, he joked with the guy a lot more and he told things about his personal life I've never heard before. Uh, I'll just give one and then we can move on. But one is that he had shoulder pain for 30 years, both of his shoulders, intense pain every day for 30 years. Yeah. I, I think that that'll change a person, <laughs> you know? Um, and he made a change in his diet and now 80% of that pain is gone. Um, but he had shoulder surgery like when he was like 19 and then he had pain for all this time. Um, but he talks about all kinds of other stuff with, you know, his upbringing and just motivation. And he does talk about ending the domino project, the domino project, which is uh, what I thought was a ongoing brand. It was really a project. He published 12 books and he's 10 or 12 books and he's done. He's, closing it down and he's going to go do something else. You know, what, what um, episode number did you say it was? Well, here's the thing in the, in the this, URL, it says episode 28. That's what I need but, to know. Cause I got it right here. The amazing adventures of 
but the uh, but the Phoenix post Jones. says episode twenty seven. No, the episode says twenty seven. Oh, we, we are all weird. Yeah, that's the one. I got it. Okay, so it's episode twenty seven. I just so, su- subscribed to Boing Boing Week in my Pocket Cast app, and go. I am downloading that episode now. So I mean, like he talks about his favorite iPhone app. It's like a magic trick app. I mean, it's just funny. I mean, a lot of it, I you know, it wasn't really my 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 whatever, but it, it was really personal, and that's why I, I think this he's his buddies with this guy, you know. And the, the host is really eccentric. He's a really interesting guy. So I, I found it fascinating. If you like Godin, you'd be well served to check that out. So cool. is, it, is this an audio podcast? Yeah. Love yeah. it. All right, cool. I just downloaded it and I can't wait to listen. And we'll put a link to it in the show notes as well. Yeah, I'm interested to hear your take on it because um, the, the, yeah, just on the host and sort of his style and it, it really is. It's a, it's a very eclectic conversation. You know, it's just they kind of go all over the place, you know. Right. But it's, it's, it's very compelling and fun to listen to. So awesome. Well, hey, um, I just want to point out that uh, I have had plenty of time with my Kindle 3G Touch or my Kindle Touch 3G. Remember when I first got it, I told you I really hated how, uh, you know, deep the bezel is on, you know, it's, it's kind of like set inside the device. Yeah, I totally got over that. Good. I'm glad you got over it. I did. I totally got over it. And uh, the touch interface is nice. Um, the app, the the highlighting feature functionality is great. Although there is a limitation, and I'm sure that they, you know, they have so many people complaining about it that I'm sure that they're going to work it out in the next. Uh, I what's the, what's the issue? The issue is that you cannot highlight from one page to the next. Oh, really? Yeah. So you could do that on the Kindle keyboard by just hi, you know pushing yeah. arrowing over to the right, uh, but you can't do it here. Um, and so it, 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 and some people are like, well, gosh, you just highlight the, you know, the part you want to highlight at the bottom of one page, move over to the next page and it's hard. It's like, dude, you have no idea. We want to share this on social networks. We want to, we want to put a note that's a note regarding the whole highlight. I mean, right. They just need to fix it. And so they will. I have no doubt that they'll fix it. Um, it, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, does it have an MP3 player on it still? It does. Okay, good. Yeah, and it does audible books. I use that all the time. I mean, a lot of people don't even know it has it. It's an experimental feature. But um, I, I've got a set of MP3s loaded on my Kindle, and I always put my headphones on. and and Well, not always. M- most of the time, especially when I'm in public, when I'm reading, um, I like to plug in for music. So that's good to know. Well, I want to tell you, um, it, 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 it took a little bit of getting used to going from the, the old um, user interface to the new one. Um, it And once I had it for 24 hours... Dude, it, it's unbelievable. And then, oh my goodness, Andy Traub, I, I, I finally got the official leather-lighted cover from oh, yeah. Kindle. Yeah. It is, it, I'm telling you, I, I literally, I am in love with this you know, device. It's so funny is uh, Amazon realized, because with the f- second Kindle, I think, uh-huh. I don't know if they had an official case or not, but um, there was lots of these other cases and they were good, but none of them were great. Yeah. And I think they figured out like, wait a minute, why aren't we making, <laughs> why aren't we making the right case? Because well, obviously they can release it, you know, before the device is even out. Well, the case, that, so, the case that you currently have, the, the lighted case that you have now, it connects into the left hand side and has those little yes. connectors. Yep. And every now and then, you know, depending on how you hold it and, and how much wear and tear and all this other stuff, every now and then you might hold your Kindle in such a way that kind of the light goes out until you readjust it and hold it the right way. Um, has that ever happened to you? Well, no, but I, I have bent. Um, it's sort of a related issue. I did bend the bottom hinge. You have to kind of, yep. it kind of has a curve to it. I did bend that at some point. I, I, I bent it back, but it's not sort of perfect anymore. So it kind of slides it's not as snug as it should be. That, yeah, so. and so it's not as snug, and, and not that it shorts out a lot, but it still occasionally would do that, depending on how you're holding it. Well, they, they moved the uh, the connectors for the light uh, down to the bottom and the back of the device. And now with the case, it it, it kind of snugly sits into the case, and um, the, the, the front cover, it just flat, hard surface, uh, molded, you know, kind of a molded case in the back. It looks so nice. It's leather. Now, I will tell you this, the and the, I love the light now. Instead of being off to the up and to the right, it's like dead center of the device. Right, right, right. right. So there's, you know, it's not brighter on one side than it is the other. It's, it's the same brightness all the way down the screen, which right. is really cool. The One thing I will tell you, and I'm going to do a, I'm going to actually end up doing a video review of the, the Kindle Touch 3G and the case 
The only thing is, is the the light that that comes out of the top. It's it's plastic, of course, and if you if you wiggle it, it it seems like it's flimsy. It 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 does it, it really does seems like it it's flimsy, and and so I think you'd be you, you'd be good to take care of it when you have it open that you know the, the a kid doesn't come up and just say hey what's this and grab it and pull it <laughs> off. But um, I I'll tell you what I it, dude I I can't I I don't I hardly go anywhere without this Kindle. I'm serious. I I think I'd be I'd. I'd be more apt to take my Kindle with me wherever I go than my iPhone. No, I understand that. Here, it's funny. It happened to me, what was, whatever the 30th. So it was yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday morning, I went to the um, to get my, my license plates renewed, you know, to get my registration, whatever. And I was expecting it to be a big line because it's the last day of the month. And literally, I got there so early that there wasn't a line. <laughs> and I was disappointed because <laughs> I brought my Kindle. <laughs> I walked up the window. The guy's like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm like, "I'm a little disappointed in the length of the line." And he looks back. <laughs> he looks behind me. He's like, "What?" Go. I brought my Kindle. I really thought I was going to get some reading in. So if you could let your supervisor know, he's like, "I will let him know," and I apologize. That's so, so funny. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I I, I had to rush through E Myth Revisited. Yeah. By Michael E Gerber, and the reason why I had to rush through it is because I was missing my Kindle. Uh, unfortunately, the E-Myth Revisited book is not available in the Kindle store. And so I bought it in iBooks and I put it on my phone and I read oh, that's that. right. Yeah, I, read, I read the entire thing on my iPhone, which it was fine. It, it, was, it wasn't a bad experience or anything like that. Um, overall, I will say E-Myth Revisited must read book for all small business owners. I've yeah, heard- it, it really, um, it forces you to think bigger. And it, forces you to think about getting serious about organizing your business like a business. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, what positions are in your business? It doesn't matter if you're filling all the positions. You really should think about writing out what those positions are because, you know, if, if you really want to be successful, there there may become a, may come a time where you need some uh, somebody else to start filling in some of those responsibilities where you can start delegating some of those things. Yeah. You know, because the thing is, is, is we all start, you know, we start these small businesses and there are, we start them because there's these things that we love to do and we can't imagine not doing them. But the thing is, is, is for me, I don't know about you, Andy, but I hate accounting. I hate, I hate anything related to accounting. I What's hate, accounting? I hate, bill, I hate sending an invoice to a client. But yeah. Guess what? I, I work in accounts payable. I work in accounts receiving, you know, I, I work in, you know, I, I, I fill all these positions. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love this idea. I come away from this book with, with a lot of things. The thing is, is there are a couple of things that I disagree as far as how it applies to my business. I re- there was one statement that I've heard um, him say personally in, in some other areas, uh, like on the web and some videos. And it's, and it's one phrase in this book, such as the, really the only, the only, Good reason. I can't remember the exact. Actually, you know what? Hold on, I can because I want to. I if I'm going to disagree with something so harshly, I want to. <laughs> I want to quote it correctly. Tell us what it is, right? Yeah, because and I have it in my mastermind group with with my mastermind folks. So I'm going to hit Facebook and I'm going to go to that group. Uh, mastermind. There we go. And then uh, here it is. This is. He says, in fact, there is ultimately only one reason to create a business of your own. And that is to sell it. <laughs> and I disagree with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the idea is that you you build a business that doesn't need you at all so that you can actually uh, put so many systems into place that it just basically runs itself. And it doesn't matter if the people are extraordinary or not. You can just get ordinary people. And if they can follow the process, then they can run it. And of course, I that sounds dehumanizing. And he actually does a very wonderful job of explaining why that's not dehumanizing. Uh, right. and, and I and I actually I buy into it. I really do. Uh, but at the same time, though, I, I still disagree with the only you know that that ultimately there's more than one reason. I, the The reason I I created my business is because I felt called to do it, and mm-hmm. and it's the work that I feel called to do, and it's the and it's the work that I would love to do, and it's the work that I I want to do, and it, and I believe it's having a positive impact on the on the face of this world, and and it's not something I at this point I can't even imagine just selling it off. Yeah. You know, it, it is, it's, you know, I, but I totally agree that I can't always do everything. You know, there, there's going to come a point where 
you know, if I if I quadruple the amount of people that I reach through all of my efforts in the next 12 months, well, that's only going to quadruple the number of emails. And I at some point, I can't keep up with them all. So I need to start delegating. I need to start creating. I not And see, that's the thing. I love the idea of, of creating the positions now. What are the positions? What's the C? Mm. What is the CEO? And what does the C, what's their job description? What is the CFO? You know what? Who who is the director of you know the the director of marketing and what does that person do? Who it you know who are these technicians? What are their job responsibilities? And I really loved how you know when he says you know most businesses you know you get one person and he can't do it all, so then he brings in somebody else and then that he hands off as much as he can to that person and then, and when they can't do it they just hand off as much as they right, can you to all, the third you person. Right, you go cut by cup when you're overflowing. Exactly. And so he says, "Listen, that's not how you do it. You hire somebody and you have a set understanding of what those people are going to do and that's their job description and you don't give them anything else." You know, Andy Andrews has set up his business a lot in that way and that I don't believe he has any employees. He has several independent contractors if you will. Yeah. But they all have individual tasks. And I know they multitask, but, you know, there's a web developer that works for him and he's a web developer. He's not like in shipping. You right. know what I mean? Yep. Um, I mean, it's because that's the way they've built his his brain, if you will. And that, the other part of it is he lives in Alabama and his entire team's in um, in Nashville, you know. <laughs> um, and, and he can do it that way because he also has someone managing them that lives in Nashville, you know. Right. So, the... the I think the only thing that, because I think there could be some internal resistance against Emeth as a solopreneur, but I think that it's just a, it's a think bigger kind of book. Yeah. So it, it can be hard for people because they feel like, well, I'm not going to be that big. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think you can limit your size by thinking that way and saying that, and maybe you, you truly don't like, I can say right now, Cliff, um, and I, I'm, 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 I hope that I'm wrong someday, but you know, I don't see myself having employee multiple employees managing four or five people right now yeah at the same time if you said to me well andy what if this 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 happened and you just had to do this and you could delegate the rest to those people and you were making lots of money right right right. and And you could afford those uh i want to have four employees that's (laughs) you know that's what this book did for me i I, because here's the thing i don't i don't know if you listen to pursuing a balanced life which it doesn't bother me one way or the other but I, just, I episode 511 is getting ready to go out. And I talk about um, E-Myth in there. And I was only probably 65% of the way through when I, when I listened or when I recorded that. And I will tell you, I was mostly opposed to the book. Mm-hmm. And, it wasn't, and it wasn't until the, day, the next day that I got into the chapters on organization and talking about creating these positions. And all of a sudden, it's like, dude, the lights went off. And I, so I'm looking forward to eventually getting into episode 512, uh, where I'll say, hey, go listen to episode um, uh, 105 of Business Tech Weekly to hear why I love this book so much now, because I'm not going to go and rehash everything. But I'm telling you, the light bulb went off when I, when I understood creating the positions. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, so now what would it take? And see, for me, the, the, biggest, the biggest idea I, I know that I need to delegate and I don't I don't necessarily think I need employees, uh, you know, contracted workers, uh, as, you know, assist, you know, virtual assistant, whatever the case may be. But who who knows? Maybe I do get an employee. And here's right. the thing. For the first time ever, I'm op- I'm open to the idea of an employee. You know what? The only reason I was so opposed to an employee because I thought about all the expense and all the trouble yeah. and, and all the other things. Yeah, yeah, it's and, and all of a sudden it's like, wait a second. But. But wow, what if it was the right person? What if it was the right for the situation? Right reasons, right? For, exactly, for the right That's situation. That's like complaining about the taxes because you just won the lottery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, my tax bracket just totally got blown out of the... You know, it's like, I'm sorry, I'll take your lottery winnings. Yeah. You know? My, I found that my biggest hesitation to the idea of hiring an employee for, for what I'm doing here was, well, I can't imagine ever hire, being able to afford an employee. Oh, really? Uh, mine isn't afford, mine's um, manage. Yeah, and 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 you know, managing those people. And the thing is, is the question is, is is, uh, and, and of course that's what I'm loving about not just you know I I loved Emith for opening my eyes to the needs of positions, whether you fill them with employees or whatever, or you fill all the positions yourself. By golly, you should know what hat you're putting on because here's the biggest thing that I learned from Emith is that if you don't create all these positions, guess what? You're only going to fill one of them, and it's the one you're really good at, the one you feel called to. 
and your accounting is going to get behind and all the accounts payable, you're not going to send the invoices and the invoices aren't going to get paid or followed up on. And, and, and you're going to keep working, working, working. You're never going to make any money because you're only filling this one position. And, it, and at least, even if you're a solopreneur and you don't hire anybody else and you're not delegating, well, at least know what the positions are so you can say, you know what? I need to, I need to focus a couple hours over here on some of these other positions for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I need to set this work aside. I need to set this email aside. And I need to be the marketing director of my business for the next couple hours. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that yeah. really opened it up. And when I, and it's like, well, wait a second, but, but what if all of a sudden I'm doing all this marketing stuff and I'm doing all this accounts payable stuff and I'm doing all this other stuff and I know for a fact that I'm losing $300 an hour or more over here because I'm doing these things and I much prefer doing those other things. It's like ultimately, well, how can I get to a place where I can consistently make this so that my business has enough profit and, and, and that's the thing you never will know the, the idea is is so it, it, my back my mind was so backwards in it's like well how much money do I, I don't have? know if it was backwards it was just smaller and I don't mean that yeah. in a negative way yeah. it's just you it's know like, how much money do I have okay now with this amount of money what can I exactly. do with it and, you know, and, and instead I should ahead. I should actually say okay how mu- what do I need to run an effective business to do what I want to accomplish with my business and so that I can actually also accomplish what I want in my life? It's like, okay, now what's that number? Now, is there an economic model with the business I want to do that will allow me to achieve these things? And what do I need to change in order to make that happen? Yes. Yeah. That's what Emith did for me. Sounds like it might have been worth it. <laughs> it was. And, and, and if you listened to episode 511 of PABL, you would have never guessed that I would have come to that conclusion. <laughs> Well, Cliff, I would say that um, I, I appreciate, uh, uh, I appreciate, and I think this is what helps you have podcasts. You probably get more episodes this way because you you get so passionate and dug in very quickly on things, and but you also are willing to change your mind. Yeah, and I appreciate that, which means you could never run for any kind of political office because <laughs> you can't change your mind in political office because yeah. then you're like a, you're not open minded. You're a hypocrite, you know, if you change your mind. So. Right. Oh, well, we'll just have to keep podcasting. Um, hey, I want to mention something real quick. Uh, yep. just, just a real quick tech tip, if you will. Uh, that and we, There's this thing that we talked about on a past show, and that was the readability plugin where you can um, uh, add this uh, Chrome extension. I think it's a Firefox one too, but I, uh, I don't know because I just use Chrome. But it, it allows you to send an uh, article that you're reading and send it to the Kindle. Uh, and it uses readability, which is a, a, a service that uh, makes websites easier to read, basically strips away all the images, things like that. Um, so uh, there's a send to Kindle option on this dropdown that I opened up right here on my browser. And well, I'm going to mention something about that and then why I think I'm going to replace it. The first one is uh, with the send to Kindle option, uh, I, there's a New York Times article that had like, it was obviously very, very long because at the bottom it said like page one out of eight and you could click through. And what's frustrating about that is if you just clip it, then you're only going to get one eighth of the article. And, oh, okay. And, yeah, and, and that would so, be frustrating. Well, yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to clip it. I'll just read it online, which is a pain. I'd rather read it on my Kindle. Well, and, and this happened for me once. I don't know if it happens all the time, but with, with the send a Kindle uh, for readability with that, that pl- with that plugin or Chrome extension, I should say, I clicked send to Kindle and I went and I just said, I'll just check, see what happens. It pulled the whole article. It didn't just take that page. It took the whole article and sent it to my Kindle, which right. I thought was awesome. Yeah. So I didn't have to read each of the eight page, mm-hmm. uh, each of the eight pages, which was great. Uh, the other thing is though, and this is what this tip is about, is there is another Chrome extension and the Chrome extension or app store, if you will, uh, has, has been massively redesigned. So if you haven't been there a long time, go there. It's much more uh, attractive. Uh, and this is the, uh, it's just called send to Kindle. Uh, and it's same, same real function that uh, you're enabling uh, through one click to send whatever text uh, of the main article is on your page and send it to your Kindle for further reading. Uh, so you have to do some approving of, uh, you know, your address because your Kindle has to accept of you know, messages or text from a certain email. But that, they give you all the, the details on that. Uh, but the other one is it has, um, oh, what was the other? I'm, I'm trying to find it here. Uh, there is a, oh, you can use, you can also use it, uh, and it's, I think it's called clip.see. 
clip. There, there's another one is you can actually send your RSS feeds to your Kindle uh, automatically once a day. Nice. Um, you Kindle, it, Kindle at clip.me. Okay. Yeah. Kindle. Oh, no, you, actually, you have to actually, okay, that's where it's coming from. Okay, never mind. But it, yeah, it, it, it shows it in here. It's, yeah. Do this. Um, so, so the beautiful thing that I thought was that it, it, it enabled me to take my RSS feeds and then the, I know what it is, clip with a K, K-L-I-P, clip.me slash Google Reader. Okay. And it's really cool because it'll just take your, it'll take your Google Reader, um, uh, you know, articles and you can schedule it to send them either one folder, uh, it can send the contents to your Kindle every day, uh, or you can send all of them at the same time, uh, you know, once a day, and you can set it to automatically send them out. Well, the problem is it's a maximum of 100 articles. Okay. I've, got a lot, I've got a lot more articles than that on any given time. But if you wanted to just send one folder every day of your Kindle reader uh, or your RSS feeds to to your Kindle for few, your Google reader, if you want to send that once a day to your Kindle, this would be the service for that. So it's clip with a K dot me slash Google reader. Um, and, and that's so it, you can use that for your RSS feeds. And then there's another one for delivering um, content, just articles to your, uh, to your Kindle. And I thought those were again, cause I'm, I'm trying to simplify where I'm reading all this stuff. And uh, there are certain times when I just go, Oh, that's, that's something I want to really sort of, you know, I don't know if this is the right word, but kind of ruminate, you know, to sort of let it, let it process three or four times. I'll read the same article three or four times because it's that rich or deep. Right. And I find it, it's much easier for me to do that on my Kindle. So awesome. There you uh, go. Real quick, uh, there is another known bug on the Kindle Touch uh, uh, OS, and that is if you send a personal document, you will not be able to add it to a collection or even delete it from the uh, interface on the unit. You will have to actually. Uh, use the USB USB cable to go in oh. and and delete that out of there. But that again, the 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 two bugs are the fact that you can't delete an uh, a personal document and you can't um you can't highlight oh, across the, page. Yeah, highlight across page. Yeah, but yeah. but but both of those, I'm I'm almost positive. I know the the delete you know the personal document will be fixed in the next thing. Sure. And I'm sure that they'll probably eventually get that other one as well. But still, loving Kindle Touch CG. All right, so uh, yeah, dude, we covered a lot. We have covered a lot. I want to give an update to you um, that we're the Nashville thing is not going to work for you and I, but I am going to be in Nashville for three days, um, middle of December. So we'll have to talk about maybe trying to get together, but our Saturday thing is not going to work. That okay. Talk about. But but um, I'm going to be in Nashville for three days in December. I'm totally jacked. We've got some major meetings set up for me by some great, great friends and uh, get to hang out with Pierce and maybe see you and, you know, we'll see, but get to see Dan and Mark Jones Jr. and all the other people that I know and love in Nashville. So sounds um, good. Things are good. Well, let's get, let's talk about that and we'll, we'll get uh, all that stuff set up so that we can hang out. All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in for another week. I'm not comfortable with this music. Can we? <laughs> Come on, uh, this is I'm feeling good awkward, stuff, man. Like, yeah, this is business, <laughs> technology. It's, it's got to be business. 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 All right. Anyway, folks, we'll be back next week. If you want to help support the content and community of GSPN.TV, head over to GSPN.TV/plus. We'll talk to you later.